Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host, Sakia, and these are the facts of my life. I was doing such a good job during this pandemic because I was working from home, taking care of my hair. And it was growing, my locks were getting long, my hair was moisturized. And I have to thank Sisters With Hair for helping me out with that. They are a hair company based out of New Haven, Connecticut, my hometown, you feel me? And they have this hair growth oil, this hair butter that just keeps your hair moisturized and looking shiny and luscious. And I want you guys to be a part of my journey, my hair journey. And in order to do that, you need to go to Sisters With Hair head over to their Instagram and order some hair growth oil and some hair butter. And I have a surprise for you. You get 20% off using my code FOL20. And I just want everybody to not only elevate their life and on the journey to their higher self, But I want you guys to have great hair while doing it. So make sure that you go visit their Instagram page. Hit them up. Tell them I sent you so that your hair can look like mine. Period. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Download the podcast. Share the podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please share it with your friends. Let me know what your thoughts are. I think this episode is going to be a really good episode. You guys are in for a treat because we're having some real good hearty discussions about bridging the gap between the men and women in our community. And I want you guys to be a part of that. So finish the rest of this episode and let me know what you think. And I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Come on. Let me tell you about the facts of life. Sing with me. Take the good, take the Welcome back to Facts of Life. I am your host, Zakia. And I am joined by some lovely guests today. And would you guys like to introduce yourself or you want me to introduce you? Whichever is cool. Okay. Um, introduce yourselves. <laughs> you, like, you want me to go first? Okay. Uh, my name is Tori. I also go by DJ out of Tori, uh, Chef Tori D. Uh, I don't know a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm I'm just a, a man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for um for coming too, Tori. Oh, no I appreciate problem. you. Tori was on the podcast like when I first started the show, like, like episode three or two. Yeah, like way back when. Um, so that's how we connected. So I appreciate you for coming back three years later. No, no problem. Yeah. I'm glad it's still going. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, my name is Shiva. I used to go by the name Michelle that my parents <laughs> gave me, but I changed it because they didn't know what they was talking about. So okay. Um, I am a podcaster, and Zakia has been on my show, and I'm so proud of her, and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. And I'm glad that we finally had the chance to connect on the show. Um, So I brought you guys here today because I want to have a conversation about bridging the gap between men 
and women, specifically in our community of melanated brown people, black people, whatever, Um, So I want for us, my, my goal, and I don't have all the answers, so that's why, you know, you guys are here to give your different perspectives. So, you know, to get people thinking. But I want to come to an understanding about what we need from each other in order for us to be on the same page. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of conversation on and off well i mainly see it on the internet to be honest but um on the internet about black women melanated women not being protected um in our communities so um i just want us to have you know dialogue and conversation about that and i wanted DJ Auditory to come on because I remember watching his story on Instagram and he was talking about um, why men aren't doing their due diligence in protecting, you know, um, melanated women. And I remember you said something about leading with love and having love in your heart. And so could you expand on that a little bit more? Um, Well, I think with that concept, well, a, a lot of what I was originally, I guess, I don't want to say preaching, but what I was kind of discussing came from me reading this book called The Ways of a Superior Man. Mm. Um, really good read, by the way, for men and women. It's not necessarily just for men, but uh, I would advise everybody to read it. I read but it. essentially, it was speaking about leading with love. And I know in the black community, it's not necessarily a thing that we as black men are taught mm-hmm. or even kind of encouraged to do. Right. It's more so of leading with finances or leading with the, uh, you know, with power or vigor leading or, you know, a lot of relationships are led by a controlling man, you know, instead of a a man that's leading from a loving place in his heart. And it's just like in our community, we don't necessarily preach that to each other. We don't, it's not something that we're commonly discussing amongst each other as men. Right. And it's just like, it's one of those elements that's left out of relationships in general to where when you try to have one, you can't, it's not as successful as you kind of seek it to be because, One, you're not leading from love. You're not coming from a place of love as a black man. And I think that's one of the key things that's missing from our our community in general. It's just a sense of love for one another, love for for men, love for our our black women. And I think that's kind of where it all stems from originally, you know? So Yeah. And and then on on top of that, you have to also pay attention to how men, like what men marry for. You know, uh, it's not necessarily always about love. It could be just for like an ego thing to where it's like, I got the baddest chick that can't nobody else have sex with, and this is my chick, and you know her body count matters, her her uh, the way she carries herself matters more, like all that stuff is more valued over just like you know what she brings to your life, like how she can build you up, you know how um, her influence on your life can actually be more beneficial to you. You realize you really realize, you know, um, and just things of that nature. So I think that's a lot of things that we kind of don't openly address and we don't openly discuss as a community and I think it's time to kind of start getting into discussing these types of things yeah I agree because and not just with men but I feel like women we don't always lead with love either but um I I that's a really good point because you know if we don't have that like we're never going to be on the same page period like because I feel like when you love, you're being kind, you know? And, like, when you're being kind, you do nice things for people or whatever the case is, and you treat people well, and you don't um, shoot people in the foot, you know what I mean? Like, 
because like where the hell did that come from um but michelle what do you think about the sentiment um, that most people don't lead with love mm -hmm. um but i think it stems from uh not being healed overall uh because whenever you do participate in healing you carry on like self-love and that allows you to love other people better when you start to be able to understand that we're all connected and you don't have like such a selfish view of life right you're not just out looking for what's going to uh, satisfy your ego right because i feel like that's a lot of what goes on mm -hmm. especially when you you read what's happening on social media it's like well, women only want us to buy them food well why would you not feed someone Right. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that's telling you that feeding another person <laughs> is so bad? wrong, right? I, I just think a lot of men can't afford to just feed at the capacity that I guess a woman wants. Women would desire. Yeah. So ideally, you get frustrated with that because you know that that's not something you can keep up. So you feel like, it, but I mean, it's like it's like having an ego, but not having the funds to match it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's all an illusion because you're saying that. You know, some men feel insecure about feeding women because it's too expensive. But I'm just like, not every woman wants expensive right. food. Oh, no, for sure. Um, but, you know, if you spend enough time on the Internet, if you live there enough, you see like that's all you see on. Or, well, it depends on how you curate your timeline. But mm -hmm. um, if you follow in the shade room, if you follow in celebrities, you know, um, reality TV stars, this is all they're doing. They're portraying an image like it's instagram you know people a lot of people act and a lot of people don't act some people are being honest some people are not being honest with you know the things that they have or they're obtaining like it's not always real so it's like it is frustrating because it's like we're not doing we're not doing anything we're not trying to hurt you or trying to take your money mm -hmm. well yeah i need your money but because i want to be provided for I should say that. Yeah. But um like those are not every woman's intention. So it's like, you know, for example, like and to add more context, like I feel like this conversation is, you know, becoming more and more relevant because of this whole Meg and Tory situation. Mm. You know, and like for example, they're they're they both have money. They're both millionaires, right? Mm -hmm. And he just shot her because because what? We'll do and I feel like know. that situation even was a whole egotistical mm -hmm. thing mixed in with short man syndrome, mixed in with being drunk, mixed in with just a whole bunch of whatever, whatever the situation is. And it's just kind of like, you know, had he had been in a better headspace before that or had he had been in a in a true place of love where he where he was coming from, I'm pretty sure all that would have been avoided, you know. Right. But a lot of times that's like when you when you have a very low emotional intelligence and, and you just react based off of what your ego tells you to do, that's when you put yourself in situations you don't want to be in or you don't necessarily need to be in, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. you end up doing something stupid like that or you're shooting somebody in the foot. So. Right, because the um, album he put out after was also ego-based. Because I was I like, why did you do that? I didn't either, but the fact oh. that he did it yeah, and then everything that was being talked about about it was like how he was sounding real desperate, you know, like you are not healed. Right. You, you have issues. Yeah. And like, so my question is like, should we even, excuse me, <clears throat> should we even be dating if we're not doing our healing? But I don't know. 
Well, to speak to their situation, I don't know if they were. De- I can't confirm or deny. I don't should know. we be having sex? Um, <laughs> no, I I don't agree that you should be having sex if there's trauma that you need to resolve. And this is me speaking to myself too, mm-hmm. because like I'm I'm in that space where it's like I don't even want to have sex with anybody until yeah. I feel like I'm in a better space emotionally in my life. But why are we the only ones doing the fucking work? See that? Well, okay. So he is an example of somebody who is doing work, but I will say that the numbers are slim. No, I know. For the I'm rare. I, I know. The numbers are slim <laughs> because I'm rare. Like when you look at who is in the spiritual groups, it's like tons of women. Yeah, and oh. men can do that work too. No, for sure. But I, like I say, culturally, that's not a thing. That's like you're not going to the barbershop and you hearing niggas talking about emotional intelligence. You know what I'm saying? That's not like the that's not the common discussion that we have yeah. amongst us, ourselves as men. You no, know but what I'm it saying? needs yeah. to be. It needs to be so. No, so there sure, needs to be somebody, maybe you, doing, doing <laughs> leading I, the I conversation. Mean, niggas don't want to listen really, to me that's because the they don't want to listen to me either, and I'm cute. So <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what to tell them. This so is, what? Can you give us some insight on like what type when when things like this happen, if you see your homeboy, you know, emotionally abusing a woman or and this is hypothetical, not saying that you do, you know, hang out with those type of um, men. But if that was to happen, like what types of like how do you guys have these conversations? Well, you know, I'm a sad, so I'm very blunt, very straightforward, very you know honest about like I'd be like, bro, what 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 are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if this is a woman that you claim to be somebody you care about, that your actions aren't depicting that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to you have to do better about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be a conversation to where it's just like if I see it. Because ideally, if you look at another, if you look at black women, like that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's future mother, that's somebody, you know, as somebody that could birth the next whoever, whatever the case may be. So you have to, you have to kind of consider that even when you have your own intimate relationships with people, it's like, you know, you're impacting this person's life just as much as they're impacting yours. And you have to be, you have to treat that with some kind of like um, courtesy and some kind of like, you know, you have to be more cognizant about how you go about treating people. You know what I'm saying? Especially like people that you share extreme intimate spaces with, because ultimately right. you break, you can make or break these people that you right. share these, these vulnerable and open spaces with. So you have to, you know, just be more cognizant about that. And, and I have no problem telling a man like, you know, how you should be treating this woman. If, if it's not, you know, if it's not up to parts of what she's deserving of, you know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of times that conversation just has to happen because, men are usually ignorant towards it or they aren't they can't identify because they don't they don't have any identifiers for it you know what i'm saying like right you know what i see a lot of too is like well i think as a man or that's just the way it is like let's unlearn those toxic behaviors i agree that were like well i'm the man so i might slap you a little bit like (laughs) that's not okay you know what i mean it's not funny but it's like Men really do think this way. No, like, and I, I mean, but you, like I say, we're not that far removed from our parents being, you know, I guess we have to, I don't know if it's, this was off here. We, we didn't talk about it on here. No, Yeah, like our, our parents and our grandparents aren't that far removed from segregation and things of that nature. So a lot of those behaviors, like emotional intelligence is, is our generation. Like we're just learning about it as a thing in our generation. So mm-hmm. you have to think back to when they was doing it and all that kind of stuff. And it was just like, I guess the mentality of just like, you know, if you're going to be set straight, you have to be beat because that's like a slave mentality. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if, if you, you know, in order for you to act right or act how I need you to act, I'm going to beat you until you do so. And that, and that was passed on to us as kids. That was passed on in relationships. And that's just a thing that 
you know, we have to be like, okay, this is unhealthy. This is not creating healthy relationships within our community. We have to, we have to get away from this and, and not normalize that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and get away from believing that it's okay just because our parents did it to us. And so, you know, and, and look at how it turned out, which right. mm-hmm. in reality, you turned out More, damaged and right, you worse. don't even, you don't even necessarily realize that because you just think that was, that was the norm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of people's norms are often toxic or it's often, you know, you also come from a damaged place and you're not necessarily identifying that and working at it and working to unlearn that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, your life ends up being what it is as a result. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want men to, you know, also hit rock bottom. And I feel like, you know, the Tori and Meg situation, like that was rock bottom where it's like, this is, it seems like the low of his lowest of his low. I don't know him personally, but it's like, you have to start somewhere so you don't end up in a ditch in a hole somewhere because now your life is over, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so I definitely want, you know, to have this conversation because it's like, I want men and women to know, like, it's okay to like start unpacking that trauma because that's yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. what you just explained, that's trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when you talk about getting beat, I'm like, damn, like I got beat as a child. I'm like, that's trauma. Like, you know, yeah. and we have to be okay with unpacking those type of things. Like it's hard. Like nobody, a lot of men don't want to do the work because it's like, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and mm-hmm. yeah. And you have to be looking at your parents. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of people who don't want to have to accept that their parents may have been abusive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because then they have to say, well, Oh, my mama that I love so much or my daddy, just like me yeah, that I love so much was really abusive. But right. again, like those people were not doing their work and it's 2020. Like, I know y'all don't think we're going through all this shifting for no reason. Yeah. Like the reason why we're being pushed to all this is so that we can be doing our healing and I'm not going to get to astrology on y'all, but like <laughs> there's some things <laughs> happening in our skies that are saying, go do your work. Right. So yeah, Tori hit rock bottom. A lot mm-hmm. of people are going to be hitting rock bottom. That's why you see a lot of people trying to kill themselves mm-hmm. because they cannot handle the purge that is trying to take place within them. So, like, this is the time for us to be bringing up emotional intelligence. And, like, let's normalize being able to talk to each other about the things that are that we can see in them. Hey, I see you struggling. Would you like to talk to me? If you can't talk to me, why don't you go talk to somebody else? Like, there's no shame in seeking assistance for dealing with what you're going through because we're not going to be able to heal our community like we have a much bigger battle to fight than whether or not we should go to Chili's or um can you afford to take me out on a date or are you going to be able to parent with me like we have to fight against those other folks right and we need to be able to do it as a unit right we're not going to be able to do that if we don't heal collectively and we keep fighting each other and like we we can't even form a united front right you know because and that's why you know i don't like i try not to be that person because like i want all of us to be on the same page you know because i feel like when we're together we're stronger we're better we're smarter and you know we love better but it's like the constant and i and like i say i only see this on the internet Mm -hmm. you know like Outside of the internet, when I'm talking to my, I feel like I don't have these type of conversations where it's like, oh well, the man, the you know, this nigga said this or he did mm-hmm. this, and did, and I'm just like, what is going on with people inside that it's like, you know, we keep having these conversations, like you know, when especially like Twitter, you know, for example, it's like when things come up, 
everybody's like, oh, well, she's not telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Like when rape allegations come up or sexual assault allegations come up, like it's always women being um, gaslit or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and like we can't even express ourselves and, um, you know, let them know what's going on with us because it's like, you know, we can't even be truthful because we get backlash. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, it's very ego too. Though. Yeah, yeah, all that is true. But I will say there are situations where people will take will take because I I feel like there is a narrative now on the internet to where it's just like if the whatever the woman says that's that's the truth, right? And that's what we're going with. And yeah. I mean, I understand what what the intention is behind it because there are a lot of women that don't get their their truth to be heard, and there needs to be more of a. Um, a fight for that and there needs to be more of a um a space for women to come and, and say what say speak their piece but i think a lot of women can also abuse that into situations that also benefit them to where it's just like i can scream rape on a situation where it wasn't even that mm-hmm. and i'm doing so uh just for my gain or just to, just to get backing of the internet so that you know i can look like this and like that whatever the case may be so it's just like you kind of have to be careful about those situations and not necessarily always jump towards oh 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 Woman, so I mean, not not to say that it's not, and, and and I feel like this is a troubling thing to kind of talk about because when you said when if I'm saying like don't always trust what you hear on the internet or whatever the case may be, it can it can seem like I'm like anti woman as a result, but I'm more so like pro truth. Yeah, like I I want to know what it is exactly before I'm just like gun behind it because people a lot of people it's like all you need is somebody to say something and you backing them a hundred percent right and then you don't have all the facts yeah but you yeah. but you want me to you want me to jump on like you want me to pick a side and you want me to go over here and, and support women entirely and then if I don't do that then you're saying I'm not protecting black women but it's just like well you know do I know what I'm even protecting at the end of the day you know what I'm saying like what is it that what is the situation you know what I'm saying that's kind of how I've always been. It's like I don't want to just be pro men or pro women. I'm more just pro truth and just seeing like, okay, what is the situation? Even like the Tory and Megan situation, I wasn't just 100 percent on Megan's side just because she had got shot. Like I just want to understand what all transpired beforehand before I'm just like 100 percent. Because even like when she had got shot, like the police report said that there was no fingerprints from Tory on the gun, mm-hmm. and then that there was like a there's like there's a bullet fragment in her foot to where it was like. To where I kind of picture it as he was shooting at the ground or somebody was shooting at towards her feet and then a bullet kind of like hit her in the foot or something like that to mm-hmm. where, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it could be like, honestly, there could there is also perspectives where it could also be a thing to where it wasn't as big of a situation as it intentionally was seeming to be, but it works in her favor because on the internet there's this narrative of whatever the woman says is correct. So run with that. We gonna rock with that. And that's it. Like there's nothing else to be said. And, and, and you know, however it turns out is how it's gonna turn out. I, I don't really, I don't really have a, you know, so a dog and fighter. I don't really care that much. Yeah. But just, just off of pers- speaking from a perspective, it's just kind of like, you never really know until you know. So it's just like just to go for one thing or go go for one perspective. I think it's not necessarily fair until we really know kind of what happened entirely, and we still don't know. Yeah. And I don't think we ever will. Do you feel yeah. like celebrities? behave like narcissists and they use the rest of us for validation for their yes, whatever i, I think absolutely I, yeah i do think that's a thing <laughs> and i and i think celebrities often they have issues i think celebrities use whatever is going on in society to their advantage to where it's just like because if you think about it ever since there's been this rise of the of the black woman or rise of the of the liberated woman it's become it's, it's in our music now to where it's just like 
everything is about a woman. Um, and not to say like I'm mad or anything about it because men have been doing this shit for 20, 30 years and rapping on stuff. But yeah, now it's like since it's it's a thing to where women are, are more empowered and speaking their mind and being more liberated. Now in our music, it's uh, you know, I'm gonna put my cat in this nigga mouth and he gonna pay me and I, and I wish he would say something. <laughs> And, and but if they're you like twenty something. I mean, and I mean, like I say, it's cool. I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying they're capitalizing off of what the 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 narrative is in society now. To where it's just like it's very like women empowered, like you know, to talk how they want to, to be how they want to, and, and express themselves however they feel the need to. You know. Well, everybody's not going to sound like India Ari. I mean, uh, even though she doesn't say, "I'm gonna put my cat in his mouth and he gonna pay me," she's still saying, "I am the truth." Mm-hmm. You know, and I have like, no problem with it. I, I think I think there's. I think there's beauty in it, and I think there's like a a a, fiery, a fieriness to it that's kind of appealing in things of that nature. But I I do think there's different ways of doing it outside of just being um, so I vulgar. guess not even vulgar because I mean vulgarness no, in hip hop is cool. No, but uh, but I think I think it's just like it's a it's a narrative that now every female rapper that's coming out is kind of trying to fall behind. It's like this like uh you know. He either paying me or giving me dick, and and I wish he would say something to me about it. Um, and <laughs> you, you know, feel what I'm like saying? men are about to start being more discarded. Um, no, nah, I, I think I think if you I think if you have insecurities within yourself, it's gonna it's gonna make you feel away, and and that's kind of what you also see too is like men who react to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think you see it becoming more of a thing to where it's getting called out, and it's and it's and it's kind of low-key embarrassing to see men kind of like reacting to women being like this because it's like because they can't handle it and right i don't think that um like i'm on the fence about the vulgarity of the lyrics and what's going on in the music now like it's fun it's cute but it's like then at the same time it's like i don't be going around telling niggas that i'm gonna you know put my cat in their mouth and take them like i don't do that in real life so it's definitely but that but that also turns into what influences you know younger kids and what and, and younger women and just and just the part of society that 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 needs to follow something because not everybody's a, an independent thinker not everybody is somebody that that um can can just process things for themselves and feel like okay well you know this music's fun and cool but as for me and myself i carry myself like this i do this like this a lot of people are just like Oh shit! This is a this is the norm now. This is what because you have to think about music as propaganda. Mm-hmm. If it, if you if you hear it over and over and you regurgitate it over and over in your subconscious, you start developing these mentalities. Right. Mm-hmm. And and if you're not even aware of what you're putting in your subconscious, a lot of times you just take it on, and you're not even you know you don't even realize what's going on within you to where it's just like, well, nigga, you need to take me to Stake Forty Eight if you really if you really trying to apply like pressure me. on me and all this <laughs> stuff. You know, like you know shit like that. And it's just like. Yeah. In reality, nigga, like I seen a meme the other day where it was like, nigga, back in my day, nigga, we was happy going to Chili's <laughs> or like TJ Fridays or, or, or Bennigan's or some shit for a first date, and that was fire. You know what I'm saying? So ain't no, like, ain't no more Applebee's or Chili's. Yeah, or but TGI I, Fridays. I think if you look for a certain type of woman, you're gonna get that steak forty eight thing because because everybody's looking for that's how that they look Instagram on the internet. Chick. Yeah, yeah for sure. and those are the ones who are trying to go to steak forty eight. People like they me, don't have any money. somebody's mom trying to teach second grade, be like, oh, I ain't nobody trying to fuck with this bitch. She teaches second grade. So, like, I'm talking about going to Chili's. <laughs> but nobody's talking about going to Chili's. They're looking for the fat ass and the little bitty dress. And, wow, she's beautiful. She's also 21 years old. That's why she's trying to go to Stake 48. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about being with nobody who is about some real shit. 
So those are the people who are listening to the music and going, yes, that's how I'm about to live my life. So when you see somebody who's like, hey, let's get down, it's like, you too old. So yeah. like, where is the happy medium? I don't think like you, I think that women like you or women that don't, you know, go by these narratives, you can still get nice things out of men without having, well, I'm just trying not to get fucked like, over. You <laughs> can get shit. at this point in life. Yeah, like, <laughs> but you can still get nice things out of men without doing the most, you know? No, like, I agree. Like, and, just even with me being a man, like, when I do something for somebody, it's not necessarily because I'm I'm expecting something in return. It's just out of love that I have for you or, like, an appreciation I have for you. Like, I want to do this because I want to. It's not, I don't care about any, like, I've learned a long time ago, like, if you're going to do something out of love, like, do it because you want to. Don't do it because you, you're trying to benefit from somebody or you're trying to get something out of somebody. Like, right. if you don't have the intentions of doing it out of love, then don't do then it don't at do all. don't do it. Period. And then, if, and like, if you carry that mentality, you won't be... Like, you won't get mad when you buying somebody steak 48 and she don't give you ass the next night or whatever the case may be. It's just like, well, I mean, you're trying to buy her affection and, 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 and sex love. from her. And and, and you, when you get mad because it's not working out for you, it's like, well, yeah, every woman's not like that. And you right. really don't even like the girl. Like, if yeah. you like somebody, then I feel like that's when you should go there with them. And sometimes you don't even, like, like I said, like, you don't have to do anything to get nice things out of men. Like, Men do nice things for me all the time, and I don't have sex with them. And I feel like with women, we have to learn how to channel our feminine energy and our power um, to other productive things. You know, like I, I hear a lot of older women say this. Stop chasing after men. Like, mm -hmm. stop looking for them because while you're just sitting there just doing you, they're going to come. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, I think that's why you know, we have these back and forth because it's like we're constantly trying to get things out of each other. Like, yeah, for sure. and it's like, for what? Just do you live your life and be OK with that. Well, yeah. I think that comes from just a lack of people doing stuff in our lives to begin with, you know, mm -hmm. to where it's just like we've grown so much, I guess, as people to where it's just like now we feeling like we're deserving of so much more than yeah. what we ever gotten in life. And it's just like we don't necessarily understand why we haven't gotten it. Yeah. We just know that we want better or we want more for ourselves or we mm -hmm. just we just want better than what we've had in our past. Right. And so as a result, you kind of expect more from people, I guess, or like a false sense of entitlement. Exactly. Yeah. In regards exactly. to just what another person is supposed to. But don't show nobody owe you shit. Right. No, I had so. to learn the hard way, like because I I definitely was a very dependent mm -hmm. child or, you know, adult. Until I, I moved here and I had to learn how to be independent. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I guess, you know, it, it takes time for everybody to get to that point in their lives. But it's like you definitely have to stop looking for other people to do shit for you because people ain't shit at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you, OK, so I want to <laughs> ask you ladies something. Um, so do you all feel like this is a result of how I guess women were raised when they were younger by like certain parents? Because I know like in certain households, even where there's a dad involved, it's usually a dad like taking care of their daughter entirely all the way up until it's time for her, I guess, we to live out on her own. And she doesn't even, yeah, or, yeah, because I kind of see it as, I guess, men want to, like, set a standard for their daughters to the point to where it's like, if the next man's coming in to take his spot, he's on the same type of thing for, towards yeah. his daughter to I, where it's like I a, think I think what is happening is a result of that, but I think there's two, two sides to it. Because, like, in my situation, my dad raised me to be independent, but he also was emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. So then I was a seeker. 
because I was just looking for it. So I would be like, you know, chasing after girlfriends and men. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, somebody be my friend, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody like me. Mm -hmm. So you have those people who are like, yes, we're already at the finish line. First date, bitch went to Jared in her mind and picked out her ring. Right. Or you also have the, that ain't enough for me. Right. You know, because daddy raised a princess. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just really difficult to say which is the bigger issue here. Because yeah. men are running from one group and then chasing after another group and then feeling um, wounded by the princesses. And then the other girls are like, but I'll take you. And like, ah, oh, but I don't want you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think it's dependent on, like, how you were raised. Like, my dad, he he transitioned when I was eight or nine, I mm-hmm. think it was. So I didn't grow up with having a man in the house. Well, I shouldn't say that. My brother's dad was there, but he, he ain't shit. So anyway, um... I didn't grow up with the, having a father figure in the house. And then my grandparents, they were married. But I saw my grandparents, you know, like my grandfather, he provided. But like you said with your dad, he was emotionally unavailable. So like, um, but I knew that if I asked, you know, my grandparents for something, like they're not going to tell me no, you know, like that's just how I was raised. Like I was always provided for be mm-hmm. above and beyond. Like I right. wasn't no spoiled rich kid, but it was just like if I needed something, like I was in a lot of extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Like examples yeah. like that. Like I was a well rounded child, I should say. And um so it's it's definitely hard for me to hear no. Like it's getting better, you know, with, with <laughs> therapy. But like I'm definitely not where I used to be, I should say that. Like mm-hmm. it's it it took a lot of growing for me to get to this point. So I guess it's just dependent on like how you're you're raised and if you have a, a man in your life or not. And right. how that man is like who he is. But I think also that's a thing for men too, because a lot of these moms have done their sons in a similar way either they're using them as a replacement for the husband who Mm -hmm. is emotionally unavailable Mm -hmm. or they are making them feel like they'll never be enough right which in that sense they're still using them as the replacement for the husband because they're like sucking the emotions out of them and then here comes a woman trying to have a relationship with a grown man, but he's like, but I got to talk to my mama first because my mm-hmm. mama say, and you're like, <laughs> but you're like 50 years old. So are you serious? <laughs> but they are for real, no, you know? So like, no, that's, that's facts. I definitely yeah. do believe that. That's crazy. I, I haven't came across that yet. And I pray to the most high that yes, just, just that push it away from you run across my desk. Um, and they seem really well rounded too. Usually mm-hmm. those are the ones who are like, I have six degrees and I'm on the news or wherever prestigious position and be like, we can't go out tonight. Cause my mama slipped and she says she fell and she can't get up. So I, I gotta, and then like, there's like a whole, like she's at a home or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so like she doesn't really and need He got to go there every day. Yeah. To <laughs> so like, it's like, there's all these different dynamics. So like we have men who are emotionally unavailable because they're attached in another way or they're afraid to, be open and then we've got women who are emotionally unavailable because they don't really know how to have those kinds of relationships relationships. yeah so it's just a lot but that's why i said like i think at the base of it if we just do our own work Mm -hmm. go to therapy if you need to do self-healing whatever you have to do to reach your highest vibration because then of course your match will match you right and you won't have to be seeking or anything like that you'll just be like somewhere like at a recording studio or something and be like oh 
my boo. I think here. I like you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like you won't have to be working too hard to vibe with somebody, right? Because we're spending so much time overthinking, mm-hmm. and it's not supposed to be like that. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, just, I agree. just be, mm-hmm. just be who you are, and just right. And like don't I be said, worried about like, whether or not people are going to reject you for being authentic, because. Somebody gonna like it, right? But I think some people aren't comfortable being themselves entirely. Like I don't think I don't think a lot of people have been given spaces to be themselves entirely, mm-hmm. to where or to be in a space with somebody else and be themselves entirely because they don't trust them necessarily to just you know be in your own skin and, and know that the other person is gonna be receiving of that and all that kind of stuff. But then a lot of times people don't get to that point because they're so damaged and they want to protect themselves and they want to mm-hmm. be defensive all the time and all you know just having all these triggers and different things that kind of keep them from being in the open and vulnerable state that you need to be in with people in order to have the type of relationships you you kind of seek from people you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. right and um and even just like knowing myself as a man and growing up like emotions was my emotions were never catered to me like mm-hmm. as just, just growing up in general like i like i would feel ways about things and it's like i didn't even feel like it was even a point to share it because it's like who cares right you know what i'm saying just even like even just as a black man in general it's like who cares about my emotional state or who cares about what i feel like a lot of times it's more about what i do versus how i'm feeling Mm -hmm. and um when you carry that going into an adulthood you know that's just kind of like the the mentality you keep right because that's what you that's your norm you know Mm -hmm. and and then as a result your relationships are affected by it you know right like luckily i kind of identified that and i was able to just be like you know okay um my emotions do matter and, and i think um, you know, I like somebody should consider that if if we're going to have a functioning relationship, because a lot of times people take me as like an asshole or like a whatever, whatever, and, and assume that I don't have feelings as a result. But I do. It's just I'm just I'm aware of them and I and I and I express them and, and I and I and I and I do it in a different way outside of just reacting to stuff all the time. Whatever the case mm. would be, like I know how to I know how to appropriately deal with my emotions with people and with myself to where it's just like, I'm not always just openly just showing it just sporadically and erratically or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people often identify that it's just, you're not having any emotions. And it's just like, nah, mm-hmm. I just, you know how to control them. Yeah. It's like, I have better control of my emotions than you probably would think, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I think for true. a lot of women that like your, I mean, because of us, like if you don't show any, we'll be like, you're dead inside and you don't care about me. And you don't care you about me. me and you, you don't, don't care like about me. me. So like, how do you show your Through action. love? Through actions. I do things. I, I, I go out of my way for people. I, I, I plan stuff. I, I, you know, I, I will. He cater. cooks. Yeah. I, I'll cook. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll plan an event for us to do. I'll, I'll learn about you in ways that I know. And I'll do things that cater to you specifically. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm very attentive to people in that kind of respects. Like I'm very big on like doing stuff for people that I know they would appreciate that they would like, mm-hmm. because you know, you can't like, you can't treat everybody the same way. Everybody, yeah. you have to kind of cater to each person as they are. So I often pay attention to how people are, or pay attention to the things that people say and kind of cater to that. And, you know, and try to do things that are in accordance to the things that I know they would like, just things like, like little shit like that. That's, you know, I feel like is more valuable in life than, whatever else that you might think that, you know, like steak 48 or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that place should close. Like, I'm just tired of it. I just get I've t- never been. So I just get tired of people know, taking a photo in front of that shit and, and, and making it seem like they, they like it's everybody's ex- Everybody's rich because like, they go to what does that 48. mean? But right. like, what does that mean? I don't know. Like, I have no, I, I haven't been, so I don't know. And like, I'm, and I'm not saying like, 
I grew up going to the fanciest places, but like, you know, like I said, my grandparents, they like nice things. So yeah. we went to nice restaurants. I went to re- nice restaurants yeah, I mean, as a child. I, you so know, I, like a, I like a yeah. fuck with a child or, you know, just yeah. like yeah. True Lux and Fleming. All like, I, I, I love eating at nice restaurants. That doesn't mean I got to like flaunt that shit every time I go. I mean, do you really have to tell people anyway? No. No, you, you don't. You don't. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing that's confusing about me. It's like every time you go eat something nice, you have to advertise it. You have to show people like, is this like a standard you want? Unless wanna... you're a food blogger. Yeah. Then, okay. Uh, also, but there... blue oh, yeah. <laughs> but you still don't show? Yeah, exactly. I, well, I mean, I, I post my reviews and I show it on air, but that's yeah. that's as far as it goes. I don't have to, like, show my food off every time I go somewhere nice. Or yeah. But even food bloggers, they ain't going to Steak 48. They going nah, to... Nah, you going to, like, yeah. you going to probably, like, little Brennan's. hood stuff or, like, yeah, like stuff that's, like, are, like, hidden gems in the city mm-hmm. that people don't know about. Yeah. You know? Right, exactly. But I feel like that is what is one of the biggest problems with our community is the perception of wealth and success is wrong. Yeah. These places that we're going to, the way that we're flexing, you're not wealthy because you went somewhere. Yeah. You're not wealthy because you bought the nicest car. I mean, yeah, you might have money, but like wealth is not. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything like the the things that the material things are Mm -hmm. just status symbols to to, you know, pretend or show that Mm -hmm. or kind of show that you have money because it's like some people, you don't know what's going on in their real life when they're posting it on Instagram or Twitter, whatever the case is. That's Mm -hmm. why I don't really be going too deep into like these sob stories on the Internet, too, because people be lying, you know, but. Um, you know, they're just status symbols and I'm just, and I, I had to come to terms with that too. Like, cause I was like, you know, thinking about like budgeting and my money and you know, whatever. And then I started getting into like, why do I have this relationship with money? Mm-hmm. It's because growing up, like, especially in high school, I went to a predominantly, you know, so-called black high school. So it was like, everybody had the newest sneakers. Everybody had the newest Jordans and Nikes, whatever. And if you didn't have it, then you wasn't popular, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I had to come to terms with that and be like, why do you want this stuff? Mm -hmm. Why do you want? And I used to be outside waiting for Jordan releases. I ain't gonna lie. Like that was my thing. I really like sneakers, you know? And like, um, and I'm, and as I'm getting older, I'm like, why do you want these things? Like, why does it matter? Like, why are we trying to impress people on the internet when it's like, they don't know what's going on in your life. They have no idea. They probably got some fucked up shit going on too. And like, they don't want to show it. I don't want to do. show my fucked up shit, but <laughs> you know, like, why do we care so much? It's like, we're trying to compete with each other instead of trying to, and not to sound cliche, but we ain't trying to eat with each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the problem? Like, we have to really, like, going back to the trauma thing, like, we really have to dig deep and understand, like, why we need this BMW, why we need this Lexus, why we need to go to Steak 48 or Fuego de Chao, whatever mm-hmm. it is, to, you know, post it on Instagram for people to see. Because it's like, it's not like you can't have nice things. Everybody wants nice things. Like, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have them, but like, what is the rush to get them? You know what I mean? Yes. And I feel like, like, as I move and grow my business, like, I'm like, do I want to be more successful? Because then people are going to expect me to buy more stuff. And I like going to the thrift store. And mm-hmm. if I, if you know, like, right. like, I am comfortable in in a lot of my current aspects. Right. 
So I'm like, and you can find expensive things right. at the thrift store. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the way I operate and the way that I change my life, people expect me to be rich. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I'm trying to manifest health and a positive vibration. Right. Now, does that mean that you attract more money? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to me, that doesn't mean rich, 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 rich. Right. But when you look at the internet, everyone's like, oh, you know how to manifest? Does that mean you're rich? Mm-hmm. Like, you're off. Yeah. That you're way off because you can manifest anything. We're trying to satisfy our egos. Right. That's. I guess I'm answering my own question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially, what, that's essentially all it is. It's just like, it's a way to be validated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're seeking validation from everybody but from yourself. Yes. Right. And so as a result, you, you're always feeling the need to keep up with the hottest trends mm-hmm. or like what's going on. on you know, what a, it's like everybody wants to tap into the exclusivity of like having everything right now and, and yeah. immediately and, and being one of the first people with it. Like people take more pride in that than they do in just like their peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Right, you which know is so saying? important. Yeah, exactly. But and I feel like that's more valuable to have than to than have anything. Than anything materialistic yeah. that you can buy. But a lot of times, people just don't get to that place to where they're thinking about, um, you know, what's really important to me versus what's important to, to people. Yeah. yeah, or what's important to the perception of what people think about me. Yeah, because like they don't a lot have of, it either. Yeah, like a lot of people, like you know, like 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 the comment section on Instagram is is full of just like bullshit perspectives on what you know just like a, a a bullshit society way of thinking about stuff or like you know how like people have their first thought mm-hmm. and they advertise it in comments like people often believe that that's the way or that's like we should cater to that mentality but that's just a very surface level way of just mm-hmm. even perceiving things and just even interpreting what's being posted yeah because um it, it like 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 okay there's a video that went viral i know i don't know if you've seen it or not with me at my job while i was djing and it was like the <laughs> twins with the with the big butts or whatever behind me yeah and then like some people were saying stuff like oh i want a man as unbothered as him and all this kind of stuff and i'm just like you don't even know me i, I was just doing my job like right you know what i'm saying and people are making up all these narratives like oh well of course he's not bothered behind him. look at them look how they look and, and you know what i'm saying are just like Oh yeah, man. I I want a man like him that just don't be seeing nobody else. But what you know, blah, and I'm just like, bro. The real situations. And I was at work. They always hear. They always do that shit. Like yeah. it, it doesn't mean anything. But it's just like you can create a narrative and mm-hmm. off of just a, a thirty second video, make a make a whole make your own perception of it, and run a whole narrative on your own outside of what actually happened. And it's just like this is something that commonly happens on the internet. Yeah. But we aren't even identifying that as a thing that exists, and and what we're rocking with it, we just going with that and shit, and just like well, shit, like I could easily be like a, like you know, I could run with that and then turn into something else that doesn't exist and just keep that narrative going. But it's that's not that's not even me, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's not something I would even want to capitalize off of, you know? So right, for sure. It's just like it's just shit like that is just you know that's why I feel like people get caught up in like what other people are saying and other people are, are, you know, the perception of everybody else versus like your own perception. Cause like, had I not had my own about it, like I would be in the comments, like responding to everybody saying like, Oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know? Right. And it's just like, that's a waste of energy. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter at the end. Cause who am I? Who do I? I don't like, I don't even know these if people. people if I, my, my, my mentality is if you're willing to go into like a, a gossip blog, Instagram and go in the comments and leave a comment, like you're not a person I'm trying to fuck with. <laughs> 
I blocked. I like I said on my last podcast. I blocked all them gossip sites because it's just like I don't need that energy mm-hmm. on my timeline. Yeah. Like it's 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 just bullshit. It's it's nothing productive going mm-hmm. on. Nobody's having any productive conversations about anything. Right. Um, but I know we kind of went off on a tangent, but to steer it back a little bit, um, I wanted to get your advice, Tori. Well, everybody's advice, but what other besides leading with love, what other things can men do to like have better relationships with women and to make them feel more comfortable? Well, the thing that I'm kind of noticing now is like a lot of men aren't really tapped into their masculinity at the level that they need to be tapped into it at. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of comes from just one, not having any guidance within it, and two, even understand what, what that really means. Because masculinity isn't just like a, oh, I'm a strong, powerful man, I do all this shit. It's, it's like, it's more about being a very linear person, being a person that solves issues, being a person that, that can actually come in and do something and fix something and be trusted to do that. Trusted, integrity. Yeah, like a man that's willing, you know, a man that can make a decision that that best fits a woman or whoever it is that he's making a decision for, or you know what I'm saying? Just things along that nature to where it's like you're a problem solver. You're you're a man that can actually um that brings something to the table that can benefit everybody. You know what I'm saying? And 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 just having enough sense or enough logic within yourself or enough knowledge within yourself to to lead when a situation comes up because what I'm seeing a lot now, just just being a single man and just being around, is just like when I make a decision. Like I don't want to say make a decision for women, but when I provide women with options, or when I provide women with, like, say you have a question about this or that, or you have a curiosity, I'm willing to give you a perspective that could best benefit you, and you can make the decision on your own. Mm-hmm. But just me get, being able to give you that, you now have a perspective of, you know, that you probably didn't consider yourself because you know the way women processes things is way different from how men process it. Like we're very like, you know, we're very left brain about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and but that's also our strength at, it's at the same time. I feel like women are more right brain in their sense where it's like they're more artistic and they, they more so live Emotional. to exist within themselves, you know, and so, yeah. like women like to be more versus men where we like to do more, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and so you kind of have to just use that to your advantage to where it's just like, if like where a woman can, a woman, I feel like women want to live in spaces with men to where they can trust him enough to make decisions, do things and all that stuff. And she can just exist and be herself and, 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 and live in her femininity and, and be comfortable within it. And, and as a result, like both parties benefit each other because you have one party who's, cause I, I don't think men really understand. Like we, we crave the femininity that women have, but we aren't getting it because women are having to tap into their masculinity a lot more nowadays versus having to be in their femininity because now you having to take on a role of, you know, being a provider for your family as a, mm-hmm. as a mom or whatever the case may be, you know, working jobs, owning a business, doing things like that. I think, what was that, the Asian chick that Jeezy's about to marry? Um, People had got, like, fired up behind her saying, like, she just wants to be, she wants to be in a submissive role in her marriage because, you know, everything that she does in her in her day-to-day life, she's having to be the masculine role in that and mm-hmm. she just wants to come home and and be in her feminine energy and, and people got mad about that but i'm just like do y'all not understand like that's kind of ideal for a lot of women that that want right. to do like that want to live like that and i don't think there's an me issue there. i'm so looking forward to it yeah, yeah i already wrote my i want to be a stay-at-home mom and wife and, and i don't i don't necessarily think that's an issue like i mean if, if a man's <laughs> able to do it then that's cool 
Um, but I don't think it's like I don't think it's far fetched for a woman to want to live like that. No. And like the thing is, is that like I still want to work like I was just telling him, like, I want to be able to do creative projects. I want to still be able to do my program yeah. because I think there's value in being able to balance your own because I think we all have our divine masculine and our, our divine feminine. Right. So like to balance that yourself is beautiful but like it would be really really nice to be able to like lay on somebody yeah you know what i'm saying because like i'm doing everything yeah so like i just at some point i just want to drop the ball yeah. and be like can you can you so that pick i up can the slack yeah, yeah. No. so i can breathe a little bit because yep. it's like having to do that constantly it takes away from me being what i need to be for my kids mm -hmm. which is in that softer role mm -hmm. because I, at the same time i'm like hey it's school time right hey it's this so then when it's time to play and have fun, I'm like, hold on. Yeah, you got to switch take a break. it off. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's a lot. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with what, what Jeannie said, to be yeah. honest. But I, don't, I, think I didn't listen to it, but, like, I definitely agree. I'm I'm in a space where I say this all the time. I, I don't dream of labor. Like, I want to work, like, do creative things, but, like, I don't dream of you know, going to work 40 hours a yeah. week and then coming home, having to cook, clean and mm -hmm. take care of children. Like, who wants to be doing that? Like, I'm old and like I'm in a space now where it's like I'm running around doing all these different things because I have to, you know, like I don't have somebody to be like, OK, like just chill out, you know, like go right. to the nail salon or whatever. It's like, no, I'm constantly on the go because like I'm trying to secure different things for my future. You know what I mean? So girl, like who the did... fuck who wants to be doing that all the time? But like, do you have to be doing that much when you don't have anybody to provide for? Um, you got to take a break. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. I Well, I feel I subconsciously I feel like I do because like I just don't want to go back to, you know, and I'm trying to break generational curses too in my family yeah. at the same time. So it's like, I feel like I have to do all these things and I have to be better than, you know, not better than people in my family, but I can't be doing the same shit as, as the people but in my family. But even in showing up to make the change, you are better. So, but give yourself grace though, because like you just don't have any idea when you have small people who are like, I need you, I need you, I need you, mm -hmm. ain't going to be a whole lot of time for you to need you. So, See, like, take advantage of that it, now. I'm trying to do it now. Like, But I'm you trying... work and work and work and work and work. It takes some, some time to rest. I try. I, I'm doing better. I should say that I am doing better. But, like, yeah, I... I and I also I'm coming from the East Coast. And I feel like we we just grind. I don't know. Yeah. Like I like to hustle. Like I I I kind of enjoy it low key. But yeah, I'm working on it. Getting getting more rest. You I'm should. working on it. Like I just. But I'm alive though. Well. You are. <laughs> and I and I admire that. You know yeah. because like, I mean I I was only twenty when I had my first kid. Mm -hmm. So I don't even really know what it's like to. Oh no, no I lived a I lived a very fruitful life. Like if I if I found out I was pregnant tomorrow, I would be okay with the mm -hmm. life that I live. Like I don't feel like I haven't done anything or, you know, I'm just working all the time. Like, yeah, I vacation. I haven't gone everywhere I wanted to go or done every single thing that I've wanted to do. But like, shit, if I'm doing all these things now, like maybe I'll be able to bring my children with me Absolutely. to do the rest of the things. And yeah, it won't true. be an issue, you know what I mean? But you're not like, gonna be by yourself either. Oh, no, like you'll no, have no, a family. No. Yeah. You know what I'm course. saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, Michelle, what things do you think that women can be doing to bridge the gap between 
the men and women are in our community? Um, be less ridiculous. Less ridiculous. <laughs> Can you ex- expand, expound on well, that? Well, like I was saying, but, but again, <laughs> I think a lot of the issue is, is that the younger women are the target. Okay. So. From the older men? Ridiculous Yeah. Men? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like they like sexy. Mm-hmm. They their eyes get big like a cartoon uh coyote or a wolf. What was that guy? His eyes were like a wildy coyote. Yeah, just just <laughs> an excited cartoon eyeballs like when they see young and sexy. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna take y'all through the ringer because they can. You know what I mean? So like, if I had anything to say about just women overall, just like like you were saying, rise. Mm-hmm. Raise your vibration, tap into your femininity, and go sit somewhere. Yeah. Because that is sexy. Mm-hmm. All this other shit, it looks sexy. It's fake sexy. Mm-hmm. Because in a minute, none of that's going to matter. And they're going to be looking for somebody who can stitch a button. Yeah. And do all the things that you inherently, you feel like you can do. And somebody's probably going to be like, well, actually trying with me to go be a, you know, a maid. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying tap into what you know how to do creatively. Like, Come on, like, yep. just sit somewhere and relax, meditate a little bit, tap into that femininity because it's okay. Like, you don't have to be at the finish line on the first date. Yeah. And, like, I used to tell my friends, she's like, I don't know what happened. You know, like, we seem so good together. And I'm like, all I could think about was myself when I did it. Mm-hmm. It's like you literally, it's like a race. Mm-hmm. He's walking. Yeah. And you already finished. You're lapping him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't know why you're not over here yet. Mm-hmm. Girl. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Because I actually just had this conversation how, like, um, women are kind of, women have, like, this timeline that they want to, like, mm-hmm. achieve. And if they don't achieve it in the time frame that they see it, needing to be achieved and they feel like they kind of failed at life or they feel like yes they didn't they didn't do it the right way and so a lot of times when you when a woman likes a man it's just kind of like all right well let's hurry this shit up like let's yeah, like i need to fact. be engaged around this like i don't want to be doing this for this long like mm-hmm. um then there was also that video had went around about um you know about a man saying like he was pressured into monogamy by his wife or whatever. With the cockatoo? And, um, yeah. Um, I can't think of their head. names. I don't know. They I don't have even a podcast. Know. I don't even. Yeah, it's like a married couple or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. It, it was just saying like, you know, she pressured him into getting married and saying like, you know, okay, if we're going to be shacking up like this, well, I, I don't want to be doing this without a ring. And then it turned into, a, okay, well, if we're going to be, if I'm going to be engaged to you, I need to be married with you in, within a year. And it's just like, mm-hmm. why are you in such a rush because for Because judgment. Yeah. And, and not always others like you judge yourself just like you were saying before about Mm -hmm. the podcasting or whatever you're judging yourself based on how you're looking at others and what you think is what should be if you live with somebody you feel like a whore now Mm-hmm. So you got because your grandma sure, told yeah, you was your a grandma whore. told you that that was horrible. Because you don't need to be shacking up with no man yeah. that you're not supposed to be mar- that you're not married to. Yeah, because yeah. somebody told you or you saw it on TV or your friends think that's horrible behavior or your best friend just got married, but she probably was tapped into that femininity and went sat somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's why she was not at the finish line before he was. She probably didn't even start the race. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a completely different way that it's being done. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you could see yourself as an individual and just do what feels good to you as opposed to trying to be what society says be, because that's a lie anyway. Yeah. Who are they? What the fuck Nobody. do they know? They created this whole entire matrix based off of bullshit anyway. Yep. So you might as well do whatever you want to do in it. 
Right. Like I held myself to a really hard standard because I had children out of wedlock and people were looking at me like, oh, that's horror behavior. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just like to have fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe, I like this, is the, maybe this is the experience that I am meant to have. Right. So you're judging me based on what my soul's desire is. Mm-hmm. That ain't really none of your damn business. It's none of your, none of <laughs> you your know? business. So just do exactly what you feel led to do. If it's to live in the house with this man and have a baby without getting married because y'all haven't got there yet, that's fine. If it is to get married, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But you're not bad yeah. because you're not married. Right. And we're always looking at each other like, oh, you're single. Like, we're still using spinster. Mm-hmm. We're still looking at each other like, mm, something must be wrong with you. But a man could be oh. 65 years old and single and be like, he he must really have his shit together. He hasn't found a woman that he likes yet. Uh, but they're really miserable. Them old ass I don't know, men with no But that is now, how they that's how now, we, that's how women view men well, who are, are well, single. Well myself, well, I'm I I'm I'm turning thirty one in December and it's still like I'm still single and a lot of times women are just like, Okay, so what's wrong with you? Mm. And I'm just like, What do you mean what's wrong that with you? That must be a new thing. Yeah. It, it must be, I guess, because that's often what I get, or it's just like a it's just like, okay, it's like I guess with me it's just kinda like, okay, you, you look a certain way, you carry yourself a certain way, why aren't you with a woman yet? And it's just like, why do I, why is it a necessity for me to be with a woman at 30? Like, Why do mm-hmm. I, or it's just like, why don't you have kids yet? Mm-hmm. It's just like, why, just because every other man around me has been nothing in women and, and having kids, like it has to be my, that has to be my reality too. It's like, right. no, not like I have my own identity and have my own way of living that's different from everybody else's. And it doesn't have to fit the narrative of me being in a relationship by a certain age or having kids by a certain age for me to like, live the way that I do you know what I'm saying and right. I just think that's kind of like frustrating for me because it's like why can't I why can't I be 30 and, and single and without kids and not in jail or whatever the case you know like all the mm-hmm. narratives that you would think a black man is supposed to carry going into his 30s like why is that being put on me as a result right um yeah because you're a unicorn I guess so that's what I'm literally starting to find this out like more and more like well I always hear stories about how men are with women and it's just kind of like I feel a way about it because it's like this is this reflects on me. Like I'm, I don't have shit to do with it. But women often treat all men the same based off of their experiences of, of men in their lives in general. To where it's just like when you do come across a unicorn, quote unquote, you treat them like you would any other man that has been in your life. And it's just like, well, I mean, I'm not like that. But you're yeah. not even like giving me the chance to, to or or it'll be a thing to where I advertise how I am with you, and it's so different and it's so overwhelming because you're not used to that to where you kind of run from it or you like you don't you think I'm bullshitting you or whatever the case may be and it's just like well what am I supposed to do about that like that's why like I know in my life like I, I I'm definitely a thing to where it's like I can't I can't have relationships with damaged people because or people that are having healed from their the things that have damaged them in life because it's like we can't coexist because you have things that keep you from even allowing me to be your myself yeah, yeah being myself so it's just like I can't there's no way for us to even have a functional relationship because you can't even accept the reality of me as I am because you don't even believe that who I am being is myself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it causes, you know, it, it causes relationships to, to falter before they even develop. Right. Trauma. Trauma, trauma. Mm-hmm. That I feel like that's the the answer to the the questions that we... Like healing we, your trauma, essentially. Healing, healing the like, I feel like trauma. I feel like so many more people would have better relationships just in general if they looked within themselves and seen what was wrong and be willing to accept what it is that's wrong 
and work towards fixing those issues. Like, you know how, like, you have, I feel like we often sit in our own thoughts and we we ask ourselves the same questions over and over and over without ever coming to a resolve on intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like, we never come to a resolve. I think one day I, I sat, I was, I don't know, maybe 24, 25, and I was just like, I, like, I would try to go to sleep, but I would have a million things on my mind. And then one day I was just like, you know, I should just find answers for all this shit that I'm like thinking about because mm-hmm. the only reason I'm asking myself these things over and over and over, I'm thinking about it over and over again because I haven't decided how I felt about it mm-hmm. or I haven't decided what it is that I think about these things and I haven't I haven't solved it within myself. And it gradually over time, as I just sat with myself and I was just thinking like how how I feel about everything and how I want to approach it, it like gradually like things just stopped mattering to me. You know what I'm saying? Or things yeah. just started things started not being as much of a concern because I had already put thought into it. I, I, I gave it an answer and I figured out how, how I was going to approach it moving forward. And it's like, once you start doing things like that to where it's just like, you're solving all these issues within yourself, that's when you get to a place to where it's just like, okay, I'm good. Like, you know, I mean, it's going to take months, years, whatever the case may be, but essentially you'll get to a place to where you're like, all right, well now I can go to sleep. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, now I'm not now I'm not worried about the same things I've been worried about for years and years and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of people, they just they don't ever answer those questions within themselves or they never they never get to the root of the issue or try to figure it out or even just are willing to live in their truth enough to where it's just like, OK, this is what's going on. with me. Mm-hmm. I see it for what it is. I'm not afraid to acknowledge it. I don't have no shame in this being my story and this being what it is that I'm dealing with, because this is just what I'm dealing with. Yeah. And as a result, like I want to fix this. I want to I want to resolve this issue within me so that I can move on in life and not be good and be good from here on out. And I think once we start doing that, man or woman, then we'll start attra- we'll start being in these situations where we attract the type of relationships where you come across other healed people. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like 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 you say earlier, like the frequency is different once you start, you know, solving a lot of things to where your radiancy is gonna attract a like radiancy towards you as well. And now you have people around you that are similar versus like, you know, people that you've been, you know, you've had relationships for years that also have low frequencies and y'all right. been kind of like vibing off of that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then what's so funny about that. And this is just mm-hmm. my own experience reflecting back on it. Like I always was like, something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. something is really also wrong with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not even like you said, like there's nothing shameful about it especially when you look at where you came from. Like, that's generational. Mm-hmm. You've been carrying it. They've been carrying it. So, I mean, it's your time but we're, to be But we've been that. taught to feel shame. And, like, like you said, like, if you guys are, you know, building relationships off of trauma, like, you both are secretly judging each other, you mm-hmm. know? like I mean, that's where the bond's created from originally. Right. It's like, yeah. I, the reason I can reside with you is because you, you're dealing with traumas just how I am, and I, I can relate to that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's easy for me to have this bond with you off of that. Yep. And that's not necessarily healthy to, to, to do, you know? That's how you, that's how you end up having toxic relationships, because it's like you both identify with the same type of toxicity right. to where it's just like, um, I can, I understand, I, I, I know how to function in this because this is my norm. You know yep. what I'm saying? And this mm-hmm. is what I, this is what I'm used to. This is what I know. So it's easy for me to, to be in this world with you because this is what I've known most of my life. You know, right. I told my son, he's 16. And like when I discovered that I was not well and I started working to heal and I saw how I was and just, you know, caring what my parents had done and I love them and. I give them grace and I appreciate what they did for me because I wouldn't be here had Without they not them, yeah. done what they did. Mm-hmm. But 
I told him, like, I am really serious about this because I don't want you guys to be looking for what feels normal, which is fighting because him and his sister would be bumping heads and beefing. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so toxic. Mm -hmm. It must be fixed. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want y'all going out looking for partners to match that vibration because that is wrong. Mm -hmm. That's not love. Mm -hmm. So let's work at it. And they're doing a lot better. So I'm proud of them. That's beautiful. I'm happy that that's working out for you. Me too, because it was really stressing me out because I was like, this is my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. Yeah. But it's really just what was you Mm -hmm. know so like i can't beat myself up about it because i didn't know right Mm -hmm. you know i was just doing what i have been taught to replicate Mm -hmm. so you know there's just there's power in being aware and working to adjust that vibration yeah that's beautiful that you're doing the work um i really appreciate that because a lot of people like you said they don't want to take the time to like just figure it out and like Mm -hmm. it hurts like and i'm speaking from my own experience like when no, I, I got to the point where it was like, okay, I had to look at myself and take accountability. Like I was hurt. Like I was miserable because it was just like, oh my God, like I'm doing all of these things and this is why this is happening. And mm. it was like, it was hurtful. And like, even like working with my therapist this year, I've been way more intentional about the conversations that we're having and like, you know, unpacking trauma. And there's things that, you know, we're talking about that I didn't, I didn't want to talk about and like it hurts to talk about it but it's like it has to be done in order for me to get to the next Mm -hmm. level in my life like I have to have this conversation and it's like you don't want to go back there because it's like you think about your childhood and you want to blame your parents or whatever the case is like so many other emotions and feelings come up that we don't want to deal with but it's like it you you do the work now so you don't have to do it when you're goddamn 80 because you don't want to do the work then you can't teach the old dog new tricks yeah you're not gonna do it then i feel like we really need more and like this is just like something that i'm thinking about because i just be thinking about creative stuff but like to have some really cool shows that normalize healing and therapy just like like young shows no (laughs) she's kind of old but like something like you know like on our level like where people are really doing their work or they're really doing therapy or even therapists just so that we can normalize it because it's still shameful. Well, we're doing like, it right here, right now. Yeah. Loki. But like them people who want to go to State 48, my yeah. uh, watching, they're like, oh, did y'all see uh, Ready to Love? <laughs> did y'all see? I'm like, do they have a therapist on there to help them people to get, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think and, so. And, and, and I think this is the thing that we also don't identify with is oftentimes like, you know, in, and media in general, like they they use black trauma to to make money. You know, they capitalize yeah. off black trauma a lot yep. of times. Like if you look at our movies, if you look at our TV shows, if you listen to our music, what do you hear most of the time? Mm-hmm. It's black trauma. It's just like like the most the most notoriety that music gets is the ones where it's the most violence. It's the most um, you know the most traumatic mm-hmm. black story you can kind of find to rap about. That's always a thing, or like even in movies, all you you you're gonna see a slave movie damn near every year. Yeah. That's gonna drop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's black trauma that's being that's being regurgitated and being invested in and being thrown in our face all the time. To where it's just like, and I'm not watching that shit. Yeah, it's just like, bro, how like we get it? Slavery existed. Like, how many times do we have to regurgitate this story about black people over? You know, there's other narratives about black people that need to be shown. Like, you know, like you say, like 
the healing of black people. Like that yeah. should be something that should be prioritized. But do you think that's going to be a priority in Hollywood? No, no. that's why we have to do it. No, and I agree. I agree totally. I have a really cool idea, and I've shared this with a few people, and I'm putting it out there because I want it to be known that I had said it, just in case I see it somewhere. Somebody uh, steal your idea. <laughs> like, I wanted to do, like, a story, like, an episodic series where, like, maybe somebody, like, from our time is in therapy, but, like, working through their issues. But, like, you can flashback to the time that it was created, like the wound mm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. maybe it was slavery, maybe it was civil rights, maybe it was before then, but like just to like tell a good story about why we're like this so we can stop going, something wrong with you because yeah. it's not just you. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, Everybody. it's generations yeah. and it's a society's worth of, of things that make you you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I was actually having a talk with my friend um, earlier about you know, just feeling like I want to kind of tap back into my my ancestry and like my my family history, so I can kind of really understand where I come from and mm-hmm. like what it is that that like wh- how did I come about and where mm-hmm. I came from, so that I can just have that understanding. And I think that's also another thing that's kind of key in just understanding who you are as a person is just knowing where you come from. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, you know, we don't have our history, we don't know our history, we we don't know where to tap into to get our history. So it's just like a lot of times we just don't have a true identity of, of who we are, or where we come from. So it's just like, we don't even know why, you we know, know, our family is the way they are yeah. or, you know, whatever the case may be. Cause we don't, we don't know our own history. Yeah. Which is not our fault. Do you fault. have any historians right. in your family? Uh, not necessarily. I know that there's a family tree that kind of like, that's been kept up with for generations that they always update and stuff like that, that I have to kind of get my hands on mm-hmm. and figure out, uh, you know, what they like where that is and, and who I need to talk to get that kind of thing but mm-hmm. um it's stuff like that that I know about but I definitely have to like talk to more family and like tap in with more distant relatives because I have I have like family that's kind of like all over the place like I have most of my family's in Houston but like I also have family in like California Colorado Florida Alabama all that kind of stuff so it's just like Louisiana like you know so it's just like knowing who to talk to and, and to figure all that kind of stuff out and, and kind of just learning it for myself right yeah i think that's good i have a um we have a historian in our family um and well i haven't been to a family reunion in a long time but um when we did have family reunions like we definitely like had like a history lesson Mm -hmm. which i thought was really interesting and like when i be talking to my friends they'd be like oh yeah we don't do that i'm like oh okay no that's yeah that's that's, not that's foreign especially (laughs) in the south in the south that's really right yeah and my family is from south well my um, maternal side of the family they're from South Carolina so like all of our family reunions have been in South Carolina mm-hmm. so I just thought it was interesting um, you know I'm definitely grateful for our, our historian and our family mm-hmm. but um, if you can't find one see if you can I'm find, try to find some out because I, yeah. I really want to I really want to understand because uh, like I've recently lost both of my grandparents or my granddad my granddad's on each one of my, my mom's dad's side mm-hmm. so it's just like without like, I kind of, I didn't know as much as I knew about them until, like, their funerals came around. And then you start hearing stories about them and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of got me intrigued to want to be like, okay, so who, like, who were they? Because I, I feel like I have a little bit of my grandpa from my mom's side and my dad's side in me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that just kind of made me curious as to, like, okay, where do I, where do I really come from? Like, and where, did, where do my grandparents come from? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. And I think having the answers to that kind of will help me understand, like, you know, where I'm going and even where my family's headed, you know? Yeah. So, um, and that, and that's also a way to kind of help 
break any generational curses if yeah. that's what you feel like you need to do because you'll understand like what the curse is if you know how like what your family's coming from right for you to kind of like do that shit ask yeah. questions but i'm sure i'm sure you'll figure it out i'm sure you'll figure it out but like yeah asking questions is good um but for the sake of time i definitely do want to wrap things up um so before we go i definitely want you know and this is rewinding back to our earlier conversation about um having the truth and being um pro-truth but i i wanted to kind of briefly talk about um men believing women and um you know i don't want men to continue to gaslight women you know in our society because i you know i moved to third ward about a few weeks ago and so i lived down the street i told this on my insta story but i lived down the street from a really popular club in houston <laughs> and so i decided to go to the gas station one night to you know make a run and I usually don't go to the gas stations near my house because it's just be too much shit going on. And I don't got time for that. But I was desperate and I needed to go. But so I'm coming back from the gas station. And for context, this guy was a pimp. You know, I later found out this guy was a pimp. But I saw him beating this lady's ass. And um i just and then i told the story on instagram like he was really like beating this lady's ass like punching her kicking her slapping her all types of shit and so the cops finally came he got arrested whatever blah blah blah, blah. so when i was telling the story on instagram i always and i don't always it doesn't always happen to me because like i keep my stories about men to myself like my experiences when it's negative to myself because when I told the story, it was this story wasn't even about me, but this guy was like, oh, well, you know, not all men, you know, they do this or whatever. And I'm just like, there was a bunch of men at the gas station watching this lady get her ass beat for the past five to ten minutes, and nobody said anything. You know what I mean? So I definitely don't want men to continue this cycle of, gaslighting women that's all I had to say and you know I understand that we want the truth but when I tell when people tell you the truth and they're giving facts then I need for y'all to believe them and speak up and say something I mean okay <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one that can, have, that can say anything to that but I mean I agree I, I, I'm never looking to distrust anybody but it's I feel like once you give me a reason to that's when I'm kind of like okay but I'll ultimately like I'll believe you for what you say at face value until I'm I'm led to believe otherwise. Yeah. You know? So No, I understand, but But I I'm never looking forward to anybody being a liar, you know? But right. I, I do know that that exists. So it's just like it's always kinda something you're cognizant about. Just hold safe spaces for women to share their stories when oh, sure. they have negative, you know experiences, experiences with yeah. men because it does happen. No, and, and, and women do lie and I'm not saying that they don't I, I will but, never say that there's there's rarely a negative experience that women go through i feel like men do women like dog women out often and it's and it's more it's more than it needs to it more is it's, i mean it doesn't need to happen at all but it, it happens more than it needs to and i think that's something that we definitely need to identify with in our society and understanding like like there's a lot of negative shit that happens to our women as a result of our men 
Mm-hmm. And if we don't if we don't recognize that, if we don't acknowledge that as men or even like do something or step up, I guess that's what you mean, or that's what women mean when you say protect black women. Like in a situation like that to where you got a nigga beating a woman's ass in front of you and you just sitting there watching, like, bro, you need to step in just as a result of like protecting her in, in her livelihood. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody like, said anything. But I feel like in in that situation it's very it's very I don't really even know the word I'm looking for. Tricky. Yes, because <laughs> that is the occupation that she has chosen. Mm-hmm. And that is but an that occupation that I don't think that ever makes it okay, though. I'm not saying that makes no, it okay. No, I, I know you're no, not, but, but I'm, I'm saying. We're speaking about the people who didn't step in. Yeah. They're not stepping in because they're like, that's their situation. But, and if they're always at that gas station, they know that's her job. Mm. And they know that's her boss. Well, it looked like they was coming from the club. I don't think they was coming from the gas station. I'm just saying, just... as far as that culture goes, if y'all don't know that culture, no, I'm that's, not. I, that's I trust why... me. I, I understand the pimp culture entirely. Right. But even, but even in that culture, if you're seeing there, if you're sitting there watching, I have it, seen like, it what myself. You, where people but do what not do you? Step but in. what do you like in situations like that? Like, what are you supposed to do? Because I feel like this is the this is the narrative. Like when you say protect black women, this is a prime example of when you can do it. Mm-hmm. Because this is a situation where it's like. You have men mm-hmm. watching a man, singular, beating on one woman. Where if all these men had stepped in to be like, "Hey, bro, you need to chill out," and de-escalated the situation, and I feel like that's an example of. Uh, I don't think he had a gun I, on yeah, him, but you um, don't know that though. I mean, but at, we don't. Know, if but, he was bold enough to beat this bitch up in the street, yeah, he probably has some kind of. I mean, gun. even but even if he had a gun <laughs> and that was a situation, like it's men that's that's like. If if three or four men can't stop one man from beating a woman, then how how can you? They didn't want to. I mean, essentially they didn't, but that's what I'm saying. Culturally, it should be a thing to where it's like, hey, bro, what are you like? We should have some sort of united front. Where and and, like, and I think that's what so I think save, that's I save, think that's the narrative. Save the prostitutes from all the pimps too. I, I say I, I say if you can do something about so it. We had whole <laughs> movies in the in the seventies based around. But we in 2020 yeah. now, though. This is the thing, though. No, I, I get it. And the thing, and I say I'm adding context about the pimp thing because I didn't know that at first. Like, at I didn't know until okay. he got arrested. But could nobody know? No, uh, could nobody really know that to be right? With? It's just, to me, it's just it's like okay. a man being a woman. Yeah, no, no, I'm I, not saying no, it's okay, but I'm saying, like, I know you're like, I can't believe nobody helped. Mm-hmm. But maybe they felt like it wasn't their place but, to help. but this is the thing that's what i'm saying culturally we shouldn't be feeling like okay well shit she gonna ask me i'm gonna just mind my business over here it's but like, that happens but but like but how can you like how can you scream protect black women protect black women but then you have an opportunity to protect a black woman and you don't you know what i'm and saying like this is this this is the narrative that we're that women are speaking about it's just like okay when it's time for me to be protected can i depend on just black men to protect me and that's what women are saying like no we can't because in scenarios where we need help from black men, where are they at? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a prime example of like, okay, my like black men in general or culturally aren't protecting us mm-hmm. in a sense where it's like they aren't riding for us in any scenario. You know what I'm saying? It, and it, it's a possibility that those same gentlemen who were watching was trying to pay for that. Trying to pay for that. Could be, but also mm-hmm. they might beat up their women. Okay. If if hey. a bitch get out of line, hey, I'll be slapping, I'll yeah, be slapping exactly. my wife How too. Doing a the kiki, same thing? kiki, yeah. kiki, that sucks. Anyway, man, yeah. it was cool tonight. So it's like it's going to be like a hundred percent dismantling of mm-hmm. the whole mindset. So like, I know you're He'll... frustrated, but it's going to take a lot. No, yeah. it's, it's going to take it's going to take time for that shit to get like, like. And once again, that's going to be showing people how they should do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
the moral of the story is to heal your trauma so that we can bridge this gap and we don't got to keep having these conversations. Oh, and look within yourself, up. live within your truth. If you don't like what, if you don't like that truth, work towards making it better. Period. And that's literally all you need to really be concerned with. If you yeah. can do that much, then in time, your life will improve for the better and you'll actually start having the relationships you desire for. You'll have the love within yourself to where it's like that will overflow to the point to where you can share love now because you, you've given yourself enough of it to where you don't have no problem giving it to nobody else and you're not mm-hmm. so stingy about it and you're not so like particular about it. You, you know what I'm saying? It, all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. I got my two astrologers here who just <laughs> drop game. I'm barely an astrologer. I'm like, <laughs> I thought you I'm was a, into it. I'm into it, but I'm not like, I don't, I couldn't tell you about your day to day. Like I, like I don't, oh, I don't be, I don't be knowing the Mercury retrogrades and I don't be knowing, I don't know what moons we in and all that kind of shit. I just know. Oh, okay. I thought you I, was. Like I, I know kind of like the fundamental aspects of it. Like I, I can read a chart and okay. tell you what that says and all that kind of stuff, but that's about that's it. That's pretty years. major. Yeah. You know, read a yeah, chart. I can't do that. But a hey, co-star app and the pattern app. <laughs> That's how you need really. It's for beginners. Yeah, if you want to get into it and you want to kind of get some kind of explanation of it, just get into those apps, read your own stuff, see if you agree with it. If you don't, don't rock with it. But if you do, then dive into it a little bit more. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But I definitely do want to thank you guys for coming and sharing your insight and your perspective. So how can people find you on the internet if that's what you would like for them to do? <laughs> okay, so you can find me at Jehoshaba54 if you want to talk to me about anything creative or mindset coaching. Um, and if you want to listen to my podcast on spirituality, you can find me at Between Us Girls Podcast. And if you want to see what me and my kids are doing at Mishi Mishi. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Um, all my stuff is DJ Auditory. It's DJ A-U-D-I-T-O-R-Y. There's, you can even put it at .com after that if you want to. Go to my website. Um, I also have a podcast called Drop Top Chops. Um, it's like half podcast, half chopped and screwed music, all kind of intertwined into one. Um, and uh, I have that. So um, I even have an episode with Zaki on there. So you can check that out too. But yeah, everything at is DJ Auditory. Um, so you can get in contact with me next, like that. Okay. And I'll plug all of y'all information in the description. In the description below. No, I'm just kidding. Thank yeah. you. And I just want to say, too, um, I'm sorry if anybody was offended. I said what I said. Oh, no. I don't apologize. Yeah, I don't apologize. I just talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hopefully you get something from it. If you don't, I'm sorry. Yeah. You just need to heal. That's it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Peace.